Greetings to all our Sambal listeners. It's Rin over here, your new Sambal Care host. Sambal Care is our new monthly podcast series where you can actually listen to fresh youth voices talking more like ranting on current social media and what we can actually do about it. You know, it's just going to be 35 minutes of you, you know, to get educated and to actually know what's going on. So hopefully you'll like our new Sambal Care series and... It's uh, MCO 3.0 right now, so I really hope all of us could actually just stay at home. If you're actually going out, keep your hands satisfied, wear your mask, and do what we are supposed to do. Um, You know, for our own safety. So hopefully all of you are staying safe really out there. Thank you very much. Enjoy our new summer. I mind. Waking when the sun's down. Riding all these highs. Waiting for the calm down. Walk these streets with me. I'm doing decently. Hi everyone, uh, welcome Just to a new series, Sambal Cares, where we discuss social issues in a casual manner. Um, with additional spice of sambal, of course. So we're here with Reen, one of our lead from Sambal Cares, and I'm your host, Kay. We'll be talking about the occurrence of disparities in compounding rates during MCO for different people. With So without further ado, let's begin. So Reen, um, What's going on? Let's walk so, through what's happening. Yeah, so okay. Have you been fangling over... Uh, have you been one of the person who was fangling over Nilofa's wedding recently? Not really. I'm not interested. I mean, I love weddings. Okay, when I say I love weddings, I meant that I love eating at weddings and looking at the decorations. But other than that, no, I'm not really a fan of weddings. It's a bit too much. But yeah, especially celebrity weddings, I think the only thing that's interesting for me is just how much money they spend. <laughs> I think you can kind of agree yeah, that yeah, the yeah. amount yeah, of money I they spend is totally different from normal people. So yeah, I would say weddings are quite okay. I mean, I don't mind it. What about you? Do you like weddings? I mean, yeah, I'm, I kind of do really like weddings. Of course, I love eating at weddings and also the decorations. But, you know, I was actually was one of the person who was actually fangling over Nilofa's wedding because her wedding was definitely a pop, the talk of the town. So, mm-hmm. but I definitely realized there was something really, really, really wrong in her wedding. So I'm I just going to actually talk about it, which correlates with our, you know, talk topic today where... She actually um, breached or violated the SOP during her wedding, as we can, you know, it was obvious all over the social media where definitely it was a private wedding. But, you know, the wedding, um, there were a lot of people and they weren't actually wearing masks. You know, in general, they weren't actually following the SOP. So um, before that was the end of the talk, you know, there were there were another headlines that were coming up, which uh, Nilofa went to Langkawi with her husband, where she actually claimed it was a business purpose. And then before that ends, suddenly another headlines come up saying that um, she went all the way to Nilai uh, to buy some carpets during the travel ban. So um, can you actually understand what's going on right here, okay? Yeah, it's yes, right. We have another Antara Dua Darjat case where like someone with certain power, I would say, basically goes over whatever that is um yeah, whatever is attached to the law, right? Because everyone 
pretty much knows that um you're not allowed to travel right you know but the opposite side of it when we look at the other perspective and then we were had we were hit with another headline where uh there was this man in Kelantan who is known as Abambuga will find 50000 ringgit for breaking the SOP and also it received a lot of public attention as equal as Nilofa's case so what do you think about that yeah i think it's totally unfair um if i'm not mistaken the the person who was Abambuga right he was in a rural area well i think he's one of the people who are prominent in you know providing food um and everything and it was totally unfair although um it's worth noting that he was actually been warned multiple times i think i'm not too sure the amount of number he was um warned by the people and then the people themselves actually reported on him um but his compound was actually 50k and the one where nilofa got was 20k if i'm not mistaken so yeah there is quite a disparity between that because um the issue that he didn't close on time right but then the issue with the lofa is that she literally goes over the border um and also having like weddings and what not so we kind of have to weigh down um who is much more liable and who's much more responsible for um whatever happens right because weddings are much more crowded in a way um and it's also quite congested and no one was wearing proper mask and everything so definitely not adhering to sops but essentially we also should take note that do um the social status matter right abang burger is an abang burger and ilofa is a famous celebrity but in my point of view under the law both of them are the right yet as equal as anyone else that are supposed to follow um you know the law at this is yep true um i totally agree i think there is some form of weird law bending um occurrence that's been going on so yeah what can we do about this essentially talk about it we can raise awareness on how weird this M- new mco and these new policies is it new policies or is just new policies for different people right are these only um policies for normal people with no you know high social status or will this be for all malaysian citizens right and this also um refers to refers similarly with ministers as well as you can tell you know doctor of ahmad zahidi was also not adhering to sop since the first mco but there were no actions being taken although they kept saying that oh yeah investigations are being done investigations are being done but nothing is being done essentially but with abang burger it was a very fast process the fine was so swift that yeah it it doesn't make sense um but for other people who who are not i guess you consider normal um they get like a yeah, yeah they get like a um another treatment lah, like oh investigations are ongoing so so many questions yeah i actually um agree with you whether where you know the disparity is extremely obvious when we are talking about the particular minister that actually when 
you know, to uh, Turkey, right, if I'm not wrong. Um, and then uh, obviously coming back to Malaysia while violating the current SOP and all that. So on the other side of it, we have this um, metric student in para or police, if I'm not wrong. I'm not sure it's in para or police, but where, you know, this student will actually got fined for 1,500, uh, 1.5K. It yeah. seems for breaking an SOP. So, you know, the disparity is actually quite very obvious. So I'm not sure on, I mean, how, how do you overcome this? Is, is talking about it enough to raise awareness? Because, um, you know, it's enough to raise awareness about it because the, the class that we are talking about are, you know, mostly our famous personalities or politicians where we can't even, um, I'm not really even sure the the one we are actually talking, um, whether they're actually listening to all our opinions. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, raising awareness, talking about it publicly and also perhaps we can send an email to ministries or even, um, you know, like yeah. mention them in social media, basically, hey, what's this going on? Like, this person is having another treatment and this person is having another treatment. Then what are you doing about it, right? So I think we should raise accountability towards these people by connecting them to the right, like, authorities. But I also want to note that we shouldn't be too dependent on authority, people with authority, because we want to make sure that our community is independent, right? Because if the authorities went rogue, then who do we go to? Um, so I think we would need to encourage um, to speak up within our communities. If there are anything wrong, you can speak up about it. If there are anything that's confusing or something that's a bit you know, suspicious, you can talk about it. Um, and people know that once you talk about it and then you raise awareness and other people start talking about it, other people retweeting it, sharing it, then perhaps one day like um, the authorities might see it, okay, so this is something that we need to look for. Um, this is some gap that they need to um, kind of rectify. Yeah, so let's move on to several questions. Um, yeah, double standards. This is obviously a very explicit example of a double standard, right? One of the prominent um, statements I've seen so far is Antara Dua Dajat. So um, read any other examples that you may have seen that are kind of in the same lump as this Antara Dua Dajat. Yeah, you know, first, before going further into our discussion, I would just like to, like, you know, uh, reveal on the, you know, exact definition of double standard where our people can actually understand it better. So a double standard means a rule or principle which is unfairly applied in different ways to different people or groups. So I would like to highlight to different people or groups. So we, you know, um, Due to our discussion just now, I think it's obvious that we could categorize Nilofa into one group. For example, Nilofa into one group and then Abang Burger into one group, where the double standards are extremely obvious. Then, um, talking about double standards, okay, as much as we, um, you know, um, 
in the point of Rakyat, we are actually blaming the government in, you know, why we are, we are constantly questioning, I mean, why you, you know, you know, your action towards this Abang Burger or an ordinary man is extremely fast. And then, you know, towards Nilofa, you're just taking your own sweet time. You know, we, we, we keep complaining as riot. But on the other side of the of the fence, I would say, um, we as the rakyat, do we actually follow the SOP or do we actually, you know, follow everything what the law says? I would say no, because I'm at fault. Um, I'm sure you are at fault as well because at some point we we are or we already start ignoring all those SOPs because we have you know you know like uh, like what uh, my friend used to say she used to say lantala you know lantala has been um, our motto already after this because you know um, we Malaysian at one at the beginning of this uh, pandemic we were really scared of them is at the beginning of our MCO the first one, 1.0, we were really scared. I mean, we were really afraid to go out and we were extremely afraid of this entire situation that going on around us. And then comparing the scenario to now, um, we are like, you know, lantaklah dah penat ikut SOP ni. It's already like that. So, yeah. you know, we feel like at the other part, the authorities, um, for example, our Datuk Hisham, he's trying his level best to actually curb the entire thing and he's actually giving awareness and all that too. Because um, I would like to also note over here that, you know, our country is not only made out of, you know, all these influencers and artists, but majority of them are from the ordin ordinary class people. So I think we, the percentage of contributing to the, to the, um, to any of the issues are more compared to the higher classes of society. So um, we at the other side, I think we should um, have more awareness in actually um, maybe following the SOP and all that stuff. Only then we could actually um, to go around lying. Like, you know, we, we can only like, you know, take care. I mean, we should, how do you say it? Like, you should take care of your own actions before you advise someone else. So I think, yeah, on the other side, I feel like, you know, the right yet should be more aware of the SOPs and stuff like that before, you know, looking into higher classes of people. Because I would say their actions are very much obvious because they, you know, their actions are out of out in the social media. But on the other side, we as an ordinary people, our actions are not on the social media or or it doesn't it doesn't take um it's, it's not, not obvious or it's not yeah it's not yeah it's obvious out there exactly so i feel like uh the double standard can be existed that way as well mm -hmm. so your I, opinion Ari? yeah so i totally agree that i think it's a collective issue that everyone should be responsible and hearing the sops um Although we, we also have to remind ourselves that celebrities are not perfect people. They create mistakes, a lot of them too. We create mistakes too. It's just that we're not as public, right? And it's not recorded. It's not being publicized and it's not being witnessed by multiple people. So another thing that worth noting is cancel culture. So cancel culture is a Gen Z term. 
it just means you know when someone does something publicly and then it's a simple mistake or it's a big mistake but it's a mistake nevertheless so then they'll be cancelled forever right and even though they change multiple times people are still gonna go back and then mention oh didn't you do this in 2009 or something so it's one of those things where it's quite apparent in our culture that no one can make mistakes therefore oh sorry no one can make mistakes or otherwise they will you know be going back and forth about it so although um yeah i i I agree that the sop issue should be a collective one everyone should be responsible for it um i think what the people wants is accountability so these are the things that are like quite obvious to everyone that this is totally against the law and you know if everyone else is doing it then they will get a a worse treatment right so essentially they are being frustrated that no one is taking like proper action towards it so I believe that people should have the right to express their frustrations um, in a proper channel I would say by protesting talking about it having discussions sharing credible sources about an issue talking about it Um, yeah, but I don't think it's a black and white thing. I don't think it's just the government's fault. Um, I think that everyone should play a role in this, right? Because planning a wedding or planning a hangout session, it does not take one person. It takes multiple people. Um, so those who are enablers as well should take um, responsibility for it. Hmm. So let's move on to... Malaysian authorities be, being such confusing entities, right? Um, I thought calculus is much more confusing. So I would say that calculus and mathematics, I prefer mathematics much more than um, Malaysian authorities, I would say, because at least mathematics, they're consistent. <laughs> um, with the current MCO, I'm not too sure what's the difference between the, the previous one. So yeah, what do you think about it? I get it at one point at the same time I don't get it as well because yeah I mean yeah here I am just renting out my frustration over another MCO because I feel like it's targeting to one group of people I do support vaccination so this is totally my opinion so if you speed up the vaccination process maybe and then you know you could um um, you know, just, you know, every everything could be back to normal and, you know, the case will be decreasing and all of that. I, I think we could see the the improvement over there. So instead of, you know, imposing a movement control order, which is going to actually uh, cause, cause a lot of money to the government, I think you should just, you know, invest all this money into vaccination and then you just speed up the vaccination process and then, we, sh- we can just move on as it is. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, with vaccines and also implementing MCO, I think it goes hand in hand because it's not as easy, um, you know, like disseminating vaccines, right? And Malaysia, the rate at this point, I think we'll be finishing by next year. Um, to have like 70% of people vaccinated. So essentially, it's the rate is, are, is already quite slow to begin with. So therefore, I think that's the reason why we would need to pair this with MCO. But not just a MCO like now MCO, I think the real MCO. 
But the biggest concern of MCO is economic depression because nothing is moving when you're having a lockdown, right? Um, certain jobs, it's literally impossible to do um, work from home. So hence, I think that's why they're doing kind of like a half-half MCO. But another concern of the half MCO is that does it really help? Does it actually flatten the curve? So this is where like we should um we should kind of question ourselves like economy or people's lives, right? Um I think we should take any measures in order to flatten the curve as much as possible. Um, and that takes the total lockdown. At the same time, of course, the um desalination of vaccination should continue to roll out until you know, until we finish phase three, phase four, and whatnot, until we achieve herd immunity. So yeah, I think um, it should be both uh, MCO as well as vaccination. So once everything is done, then we can finally slowly, uh, slowly move on. Um, you think that MCO is only targeted to certain type of people? Would you mind to, you know, clarify like, oh, what type of people? Is it racial based? Is it ethnic based? class-based? I definitely think it's class-based because you, you, can, you can just, you know, split it into two class of people where this class of people who are working as vendors, uh, factory workers and all these, um, you know, um, all these factory line people. And then where you have another class of people where uh, corporate workers, where uh, they are from banks and all these professional jobs. Um, where... Actually, what do I feel? Because, um, for example, you can see the banks. Um, I, I, I extremely understand the function of banks, like during you know the entire situation. But I feel like, uh, if you are imposing MCOs, you should be equal to every one of them. Because if you are actually only um, uh, impose, because, uh, the one um, because I can just see if the banks are operating as normal as possible and yeah, their salary is running, everything is fine for them because despite MCO, they are just continue working as normal as it is. But the other side, where you have another class of people who works at factories and, you know, you can see, you can see there's so much of factories, you know, closed down, even, even the top factories uh, went into, you know, lost and they were closing down the the workers over there were getting affected and this class of people are belong from the class of people of you know middle classes people and also uh you know as uh also known as b40 class of people where these people uh you know there, there's an entire barrier of them get going for you know their normal routine getting because because you know they only get their income when the work is done but it's not possible when the factories are closed down so I feel like, you know, it's, it's affecting that class of people even more than the professional class. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, certain jobs, you're allowed to work from home. You, you can use your home as your office. But certain jobs like me, Abang Burger, and, you know, people who sell um, food, like food stalls beside the road, that's not really possible to you know work from home right you have to move um grab food as well 
basically the frontliners, right, who are in service. So essentially, when the MCO affects everyone, it does not affect everyone in the same way. Um, of course, some people might have layouts, layoffs. Um, some people would basically stop having an income because a lot of people actually work on commission. So yeah, um, I totally agree. The rich becomes richer while the poorer becomes poorer. So let's move on to um, the function of artists in Malaysia, right? So let's go back to the story of um, Nilofa and you know other artists that are not actually adhering to SOPs that are quite publicized in this country. So let's delve into like the function, not necessarily the function, but why exactly are the advantages? Why are they allowed to do this? Or like their treatment is basically lesser than a normal citizen? Um, just because with the fact that they're popular, I mean, and they have these certain kind of popular popularity or followers that always back them up, you know, for example, um, I would say, okay, um, just, just look at Nilofa, just, uh, Nilofa herself. There's two sides of it. She, she's a great personality, but she, you know, she's a great businesswoman and she was, uh, you know, she's a huge, she's a huge phenomenon in Malaysia, but there's two sides of it. One, the side of her doing charity and the other side of her um, breaking the SOP. So I'm not sure how do I conclude this, but you know, there are followers who can always support them that could, uh, for whatever they do. So I think that just keeps them going. And then, you know, the power, you know, it just takes a second for the riot to actually, you know, their followers to actually support them. And I feel the support is what differentiate between the you know the normal celebrity and also the ordinary people because by the ordinary people you need to have this quasi viral thing where you have to viral up the the certain issue for them to be known or for them to get justice or anything but this celebrities or influencers everything they do is on their social media so the amount of support at the same time the amount of backlash is extremely swift and also equal, I would say. Yeah, um, I think, I think to that, um, art, artists are generally, I feel like they have a double-edged sword, I would say. I think it's both a blessing and also a curse. It's a blessing yeah. because if you do a good thing, everyone knows about it, right? You know, you consider like, oh, wow, such an angel. You, you do all these things, charity and everything. Everything is publicized. Um, and marketing as well, it, it works wonders, right? You see a lot of people who are trying to delve into business and like the more followers they have, obviously, you know, larger um, sales because attention is money, right? Um, attention is not free, it's money and people would buy ads on Instagram to get more eyes on their product, right? So in a way- I mean, popularity, every likes on the social media is money. Yeah, correct. So anything that you um, you kind of like checked out on social media, if it's if it's not costing you anything, it will cost you your data, your attention. Um, basically, the algorithm will definitely uh, take into account 
um, of the things that you're interested in. So yeah, um, money is this, sorry, attention is new oil, basically, <laughs> um, new money, right? So essentially, I would say that, um, yeah, being a celebrity is a double-edged sword. And when you make a mistake as well, the cost of it is also a lot, right? It's like publicized, everyone knows about it. You remember you did this thing like nine years ago and the information is still there, right? Like evidence of you doing that thing nine years ago is still there. It's on the internet and whatever stays on the internet, it will stay forever. So I think there are like advantages and also disadvantages. And additionally, like when you're an artist or like, an A1 in the social class, you also have a lot of great connections too. So a lot of people can cover you and, and you know, there's a lot of perks of it, I would say. So, um, Reen, how would you uh, basically wrap up like the artist and Malaysia issue? Like, do are they, you know, are they basically having a, a better treatment in Malaysia, especially with regards to um, MCO oh, yeah. and and the new policies that we're having? I mean, my question here by wrapping up this session would be, are the influences or artists in Malaysia worth enough for us to even, you know, to think about it, to even consider? Because, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're doing a great job in influencing people or as an artist, uh, you know, entertaining and all of that. But I feel like, um, the less the attention you give them, I think the lesser, I feel the proper the system would be because I feel like, you know, if you're concentrating too much on them, the, the, the normal issues, the ordinary the people are facing would be lesser because when you, when you look at the front page of any newspaper, compare, compare it to, to be, you know, compare it to uh, ordinary people's problems people's problem, a celebrity's news will be prioritized first. So I feel like if you, the less attention you give them, you could actually, you know, give justice or give, you prioritize the ordinary people more. I'm not against any artist or influencer, you know, because I myself follow of a certain artist or influencer, you know, I do like them and I observe all of that stuff, but sometimes um, they're not perfect either. I agree, I'm not perfect either, but sometimes when they do silly stuff, um, I think it's not good for us to support them. And I feel like they're better stuff to concentrate on, like, you know, uh, problems ordinary people um, facing. Because I feel like, uh, you know, there's always a question that, you know, you are a celebrity, you're an artist, what are you doing, you know, what doing out there to help people with the money you have? But I feel like we, as a responsible citizen, if we have we have the ability to help somebody else out. I think we should just lend our hands, you know, instead of depending on these influencers or artists, you know, helping out and all that stuff. Mm. I think they're not yeah. worth enough for us to cover them so much. Mm. I totally agree. I think because these people are dependent on people's attention, right? I mean, they have a huge following. So that's basically the power. So I think as normal citizen who are non-artists who do not have like large following if you just see someone making a mistake or is not a good influencer then you 
just have to walk away and follow them, not watch their content, not endorsing whatever they're talking about. Um, and that's about it. So like lesser people paying attention to it, then we can pay attention to things that are actually matter, right? There are multiple things that we should talk about, like unemployment crisis, um, you know, sexual harassment issue in Malaysia. There are multiple things. Um, so I think being too fixated on celebrities' mistakes or influencers' mistakes on whether or not they're adhering to SOPs is a minute thing, I would say. I think we can talk about it for a bit, but then not being too obsessive over it. So yeah, I, I totally agree with your, agree with your sentiments, um, Reen. So uh, thank you, Reen, for the illuminating session. So I think we can kind of wrap up already. Um, are there any additional, you know, some like last goodbye sentence from you, Reen, before we wrap up? So I think as a responsible citizen, obviously we should uh, concentrate that, you know, what actually matters right now, which, you know, us complying to, uh, you know, SOPs and all this stuff. And yeah, Raya is around the corner. So Selamat Hari Raya to everyone who's listening for our, you know, Sambal Care listeners. And that's it. Thank you, Kay. All right. So I would love to, thank you, Reed. Um, I would love to wrap up with my own sentiments as well. So I think whether or not celebrities are adhering to SOPs or, you know, they're having a party and whatnot, we as citizens, we should follow SOPs. Um, so how do we do that? Okay, so you avoid crowded places. You wash your hands frequently with soap um like real soap not the soap that you you know that is at mama where like they dilute it with water and so it's like 90% of water and only 10% of real soap so yeah wash your hands frequently with soap <clears throat> and um commit to social distance so if you do have to go out and you have to queue for food or laundry and whatnot social distance please everyone four meters like minimum four meters so that you know there are no fluids going around and wear your mask everywhere. Please wear your mask. Um, it you know preferably masks that are cotton or anything that's wearable because we also although we want to follow SOP we're also eco friendly. So we want to make sure that we make as little waste as possible. So yeah, um, thank you everyone for listening. Drinking and all this coffee. These last few weeks have been exhausting I'm lost in my imagination And there's one thing that I need from you Can you come through?